What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And today's episode is brought to you by my books, How to X Your Ex, A Guide to Getting Past Unhealthy Relationships, along with SingleWomanChronicles.com and Atlanta Love Story, kinda. You guys, you see my orange nails? Yes, I'm so excited. I went back to short because I've been typing a lot more now and writing. Um, different articles, so it's just way easier, but I couldn't afford to get my, I don't know if ladies have, have been like in a place where it's like, you got a week where you, the bills is just really putting a whooping on you. So you off on your nail, um, appointments. So you just out here struggling, looking, um, real dusty by the fingers, but then you go back and then they restore your hands and your feet. Oh, it's just such a. A feeling of restoration. It's like heaven shining down upon your feet and your hands. Such a beautiful experience. Yes, Lord. Huh. Well, before I get into today's topic, I do want to just give Angela Simmons her flowers. And the reason I want to give her her flowers is because sis be out here and body be given. And I love it because she works out really hard and people expect her body to look a certain way because we've been lied to so much in the media and all of these people with like surgery and who done got stuff removed and do all these crazy regimens to look a certain way. And people are starting to believe that that's what a body looks like and it's not. A natural body, you can work out seven days a week. And your friend can work out seven days a week. Y'all can eat the exact same things. But guess what? If you got a different body type, your body type, or your body not going to end up looking like their body. She has a natural body, so her body's not going to look like a six-pack cut up, you know, or whatever. Because not everyone has that in their genes. We have to understand it's, it's about our genes. Like, some people were just born with abs. Tiana Taylor. She popped out the womb with abs. Even people like Megan Good. She said for the first part of her career, she never worked out. She was skinny fat. She didn't start working out until she married Devon. 
or she like, yeah, that's what she said in her book. So it's just like, people, we have to stop expecting our bodies to look like everybody else's or what you see online, especially since a lot of that stuff is photoshopped. And a lot of these people do these crazy regimens you have no idea about. So I just want to shout out to Angela Simmons because I know she gets a lot of flack because people will say dumb stuff like, oh, she works out all the time. Why does her body look like that? What do you mean? Look like what? Amazing? Stupid? But yeah, stupid people make my skin itch. So yeah, just shout out to her. She looked incredible, incredible, incredible. Um, Every time I turn on my light and put this computer in front of my face, my dog decides that he wants to go do something strange and not for a piece of change and just make all these noises. So if you guys hear things in the back, it's him. I don't know why he does this. <laughs> it's like, as soon as that light comes on, he's like, yeah, let me ruin, let me ruin everything she got going on. But anyway, so over the weekend, I had an interesting conversation and I also was listening to another podcast, Know For Sure with B. Simone and Megan Brooks, I think her last name is, don't quote me, but Megan, her best friend and B. Simone, but they were talking about love. But also over the weekend, my homeboy and I were having a random conversation and he asked me, have I ever been in love? Now, when I was listening to the Know For Sure podcast, um, their guest was Drove From Insecure. I don't know his name, but yeah, y'all know if y'all watched Insecure, it's Drove From Insecure. And they asked him, had he been in love before? And then they just got into the subject of how... You could have been in love at a certain time and love looked one way, but now it looks so differently that you can think like, dang, was I in love? Because I view love differently, but you actually were. So when my male friend asked me, have I ever been in love? I had to say like, yeah, I actually have because for so long when people would ask me that, my answer has been no. So if anyone has ever asked me that and I told them no, I was living in my truth. Like I really didn't think I had because I've been hurt so many times and what love looked like was just really ghetto. I do not re recommend uh, throwing tomatoes, throwing tomatoes, boo, you know? So I had already always said like, no, I haven't been in love. But after listening to that segment of the podcast, I realized like I have been in love because I was attempting to fill a void in those moments. So like growing up and when I was in love the first two times and they were really close. Like I was 20 in one and I was 21 in another one. <laughs> but the first guy, like he was like my first real boyfriend. So he filled the void for me because he became my boyfriend. Like it was something I wanted for so long, a commitment. And he was that, you know what I mean now? He may have been a bit emotionally and verbally abusive a little bit. More so emotionally. He didn't, like, cuss me out or call me out of my name. But he would just do things that would play on my emotions and make me feel bad about myself so he could be the hero or so he could just feel better. I don't know. He was very troubled. <laughs> don't ask me. But I was actually in love with him because when things were good, they were, like, good. Now, they weren't good often. But the 7% of the time when they were, like, I wanted to hold on to that. Because, of course, in the beginning, he showed me this individual who was, like, super loving. So I know deep down inside of his evil exterior that there is love in there. And I don't want you guys to think I'm just talking bad about this man. Because 
Like, it's so long ago. Free. I'm freaking 33 now. I was 20 then. So, you know, but love just looked different. So if I were to ask me now, was I in love with him? How I look at love now? Heck no. Absolutely. I would say I was deeply attached and deeply delusional. But <laughs> the truth was in that moment, that was my truth. I loved him, you know? So there was another scenario where I was in love with a guy because he filled a void of confidence. Like I wasn't very confident in myself and I didn't think I was very pretty. This was like right after I did the big chop. And this was before like YouTube was popping with all the natural girls to tell you what to do with your hair, what products to put in, how to get your little curls together. This was not existent. So it was a blind leading the blind. So I was bald head scallywag and had no hair in the back and it was just dry. It was dry, y'all. It just looked crazy. But he was just telling me I was beautiful all the time. And he was just, like, really just on me very heavily. And that was, like, the first three months. And then we ended up being long distance. And then it just fell off. But I held on to that for, like, years. But I even talk about it in How to Extra X. Um, I be using nicknames. So I either call him L.A. or uh, Ohio in there or florida yeah i know that's three different places two states one city but you it'll make sense when you read the book because <laughs> in the book i do show like i use real life examples my real life examples on how i got over people and things of that nature but i was in love with him because i was in love with what he was filling up inside of me he was filling up that void of confidence that i didn't have in myself so i held on for it to it for a long time but that's why it's just really important to be full on your own, to provide yourself with things that you can control, be it confidence, be, be it like security within yourself, be it like um, just loving yourself. I know it's like cliche, but like you're, you, you will have a better chance at a healthy love that doesn't look like a codependency, that doesn't look like verbal abuse or emotional abuse um that doesn't look like you're chasing someone if you're fooled by yourself because at that in that way you're better better able to kind of understand like is this love or is this just a deep attachment because I think a lot of the times we confuse love with attachment because you can be very highly attached to someone but not in love with them and that's just a true, true thing. Because usually when you're attached to someone, you're chasing like a feeling. And it usually, it's like a roller coaster ride. It's like an emotional roller coaster. Have you ever had the friend or have you ever been the friend that was always making up and breaking up with somebody? So like every other week, you heard that friend telling you like, oh yeah, we're good. But then five minutes later, she texting you, telling you all the stuff that he did and how she over him. But then the next week, she hitting you up and saying, oh, he's back. You know, I forgave him. He pulled up and blah, blah, blah. And then the next three days, they back at it again and they fighting, they arguing to the point where you're like, listen, sweetie, I love you, but stop telling me about this person because I know you're going to stay with him and I'm tired of hearing about it, okay? Y'all stressing me out. Leave me alone now. Tell me about everything else, but leave him out of it. <laughs> like, when you get to that point, Yes, I've been that friend. Like, I've been that friend that I had to stop talking to my friends about someone because I was highly attached to them, although I knew they were not healthy 
and I was not necessarily in love with them, but I was in highly, um, high attachment. It feels like an addiction. Like it really feels like you cannot live without this person, but you actually can. You just, it's like, if you just let them go, you'll have withdrawals. Like somebody who's like taking a break from drugs or, or from alcohol, but you can do it. And I know it sounds crazy, but like it's scientifically proven that the same love can be an addiction love quote unquote. Cause it's really highly attached. It can be an addiction. Like it can really feel like you are suffering from some type of substance abuse. If you're in like a crazy, highly attached relationship that is not grounded in love. It's just grounded in usually lust. Usually it's like sex or usually it's trauma bonding. It's just a lot that can be going on. So if you've ever felt like you, you're addicted to someone and like being out of their presence makes you feel like anxiety and you just feel crazy and you feel like you have to get to them quickly. Like you're probably just highly attached to that person and it's normal. Well, not normal. Well, it is normal. It's just not healthy. So if that's you, it's okay. You really can detach, but it's just going to take some crazy discipline, some major sadness and anxiety to get through it because you're going through withdrawals. But yeah. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. In other news, I don't know how I got on that tangent. Um, <laughs> when we talk about love, I just think it's just so interesting because I've been reading this book on gratitude because I find it harder for me to be grateful. I thought it was. Like, I be feeling very um, ungrateful sometimes. And the reason being is because I look to my best friend and I feel like she's very grateful because she's the type of person that, like, wakes up and just starts crying because God woke her up and, and just everything is beautiful and she can't believe how the sky looks and God made it this way and she's just crying. And I'm looking like, girl, what, what's wrong with you? Because I don't experience it like that, right? <laughs> so I be feeling like I'm an ungrateful brat. But when I started reading this um book, it talks about how you, everyone... The way everyone experiences gratitude is different. Not everyone is a feeler. Some people receive it in actions. 
So I'm not the person that feels. I'm the person that it's an action thing. So it's more like reciprocity. I feel grateful. So I do other things for other people like complimenting people or holding the door or like helping someone with their groceries. I've even taken people home like random strangers. Thank God, you know, God has protected me, but that's how I look at gratitude. And so I got to thinking like love is the same way. Like we can feel like, Oh my God, my love doesn't look like that. And you'll start to feel bad about it, but it's just think of it as love languages. Like, just how not everyone receive love receives love the same way. Not everyone gives love or feels love the same way, right? So I could be the type of person that I could be deeply in love with you, but my love doesn't look like me all over you, touching you and all of this stuff like that. It could just look, look like me doing things for you. So that's why it's like important to have that conversation. But I'm saying all these things to say, like never criticize how you love or how you receive love especially for the people like me who are like the quote-unquote hopeless romantics the people who love really hard and who have a really big heart and who feel like your heart is always being broken it was only recently where I started appreciating my capacity to love because I don't feel like everyone has the same capacity to love and I think we all could but because of how guarded or how healed or how, how unhealed we are, that's going to dictate how much you're willing to give love, right? So if you have an unhealed heart and you become cold-hearted and you don't want to let anyone in, your ability to receive love is just as much as your ability to give love. So for me, I have a very big capacity to love because I am forgiving. I am the person that does the self-work and I want to like, be the best because I want to give my future husband like all of the freaking love because I'm such a loving person and I love feeling love right so yeah don't criticize yourself don't stop telling yourself you're stupid especially living in today's society where <laughs> whoa lord it's hard because it's such a like let me get you before I get me society if you notice like people be cutting folks off they sneeze wrong and you about to cut them off. They didn't say bless you and you about to cut them off. They like didn't text you good morning by 1150 and you about to cut them off. Like it's just an unforgiving lack of grace. And so if you're that person that you're not like that, a lot of the times you can feel like you're getting a disservice in society and you'll ask yourself things like, dang, should I be cold hearted? Should I just shut down? And the answer to that is no, you should not. You should just be more discerning. What I mean by that is just do a better job at picking who to give your love to. And this don't just include relationships. This includes friendships. This even includes family members because with family, it's a little bit harder because that's your blood. But at the same time, set those boundaries, but don't close your heart. The world needs more lovers. Honestly, the world needs more people who are pure and have love. And I, I know it's out there. I have friends who are very loving, who haven't shut down. They're just more careful with who they give their hearts to. And I had this like revelation the other day, like, y'all, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I've had moments where I have helped to take care 
of men and I've done it and helped them out of the kindness of my heart. Like I wasn't looking to get anything in return. That's just the heart that I have. Like if you need help, I will help you. I've had moments where I've, you know, a guy didn't have a car and I picked him up and took him places. I've had moments where I've gotten guys jobs. I've lent guys money. I've had moments where, you know, people have asked to stay with me and I've done that. And at first, if they do use a a certain kind of way and you don't get a return on your investment, then you feel some type of way. But then if you think about it, did you really do it out of the kindness of your heart? Because if you did it out of the kindness of your heart, who cares what happens in return? You may not, you, you reap what you sow, right? You're not always going to reap it from the same person that you sowed it into. So that's how I look at my reality, right? So I've had moments where I've been, you know, played to the max by the person that I did that stuff for. But at the same time, I still reaped it in blessings in other ways. So now I'm just like, also, that's what I was saying, y'all. I I be trying to find it because my brain be doing a lot of things. (laughs) I be trying to find it. So I be rambling sometimes. I'm sorry. But anyway, but what I realized is we are not the judge and jury, right? So... Say, for example, you do something for someone and then they end up not appreciating it or they end up, you know, not giving that same level of gifting back or affection back or love back at the level that you felt they should have, right? The first thing we think is like, dang, they didn't deserve that from me. They didn't deserve that help. But who are we to say who deserves help? Who are we to say how... God will use us to bless somebody else. Who are we to say they don't deserve it or do deserve it, right? Because as God's children, aren't we supposed to do that anyway? Aren't we supposed to lend a helpful hand, right? So I don't regret helping anyone in the past who, even the people who played me, because I still reap those blessings, even if it wasn't from those people. And I was still able to be a light in the world for somebody who, society may feel like they didn't deserve it, but maybe I was the only light they ever saw. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm appreciative. You know what I mean? Like I'm appreciative that I didn't allow those moments to get me all the way down and close my heart. And then I, I don't, I haven't allowed it to make me bitter or make me less of a loving person or giving person. Like I refuse to do that. You know, now I am way more cautious. I'm definitely not as naive. You definitely not, listen, you think you coming over here and and just about to come over and get whatever. No, 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 sweetie, boom, boom. (laughs) Like, I'm way smarter now. We're not green anymore. Like, we really are being discerning on who to give help to. Yes, we are. But at the same time, like, I'm no longer regretting or being upset or angry when someone, quote, unquote, uses me. Like, no, I don't look at it as them using me. I looked at it as God using me as a vessel. And I'm going to get it back from, from another source. It's just not going to be them. So, yeah, I just I just wanted to speak on love. I know I said a lot of different things, but I just wish we looked at love differently. You know what I mean? And just because back in the day when you were in love with someone, your that love looked different doesn't mean that you weren't in love. You know, it's just not the type of love. Because even the way you love and the way you receive love, it matures as you mature. Because you're going to start to see different things. So, honestly... Low-key glad didn't fall in love and get married younger because the me I am today, that love 
would not look the same at all. It would be completely different. So I would be worried that I probably would have been divorced because I done fallen out of love with this person because I grew up and was like, mm-mm, that ain't what love look like to me no more. You know what I mean? And I know couples deal with it every day. And I don't think that's necessarily a grounds for divorce because I think uh, Tyler Perry said it. He was like, when you get married, be prepared to get married to multiple people. Now, it's interesting that he be having all this advice because he hasn't been married, but he probably be watching other people and listen to a lot of old people. Now, you, you can soak up a lot of good wisdom from them old folks now. But he said, be prepared to be married to multiple people because the person you marry in 2022 not going to be the same person in 2032 or 2042. So just be willing to have the open communication, right? But that's why the grounds of your love has to be more than just something that is filling a void. Because if it's a filling a void, once you that void is once you heal and that void is filled, are you still gonna love that person? You know what I mean? So that's why trauma bonding is so like ugh. Because once you heal from that trauma, then what? Then what? And you're going to be resenting the other person because they haven't healed. But it's like, dang, y'all started at the same place. You can't get mad at them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. But the answer to have I ever been in love? Yes, I have. It's just not a love that I would. I wouldn't have been in love in 2022 with the same love that I was in in 20, 2008. That's when that happened trying to figure out when I graduated. Nope, I'm lying. In 2000 <laughs> in 2011 when I was in love, I I couldn't be in love with that same type of situation in 2022. Like not at all. Like not even cl- no. <laughs> Immediately no. Immediately no. But um yeah, I don't regret anything and I'm I'm at the point of being healed where you know, I'm appreciative of those situations because it got me to where I am today. But, yeah, I'm just interested if you guys want to come in and let me know, like, how you feel about, like, have you ever been in love? And does love to you when you were in love, if you're out of love now, does it look the same as it did then? You know what I mean? How does it what is your interpretation of it? Do you feel like everyone receives love differently? Do you feel like everyone's love looks the same? You know, just. Let me know what y'all think. Well, all right. Until next time. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.